Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. encourage people like maybe you as a parent are new in your journey of hearing God's voice for yourself. And that might feel scary. And that's okay, too. I want to normalize that too. And I want you to know that the amazing thing is, is that wherever you're at, wherever your child is at, the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any two edged sword. We can always have a word from God by going to his word. And so even if you're like, I, I don't, I don't, my kid doesn't know what they're doing, saying or feeling. I don't know what they're saying or feeling. I would just encourage you go to the word of God. Even if you don't have an applicable scripture verse that's coming to mind, that's fine. Just Google it real quick. <laughs> or you can go to the back of my book. I have um, scriptures that are back there. Um, and you can just say like, okay, Hey, this is a good verse, you know? <laughs> Aloha, friends, and welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I so appreciate you hanging out with me here, and you are just listening to a short clip from today's guest, which is Charity Rios. Now, Charity has written a children's book and workbook that I got to check out, and I loved so much that I wanted to share her with all of you, because the topic of Charity's book is something very near and dear to my heart, and you probably know I love to talk about kids' identity, their identity in Christ, and I just happen to know that we live in a world that's going to give our kids lots of labels, it's going to give them a lot of lies, and that if we can teach kids at a young age who they are in Christ and teach them the truth, then they will know how to catch and reject lies and replace it with the truth. Well, that's what Charity does in this book. She tells a story. It's whimsical. It rhymes. The illustrations are beautiful, but it's a story that really brings this point home to our kids. I personally think the story is profound enough for us adults to learn from it and to really learn. She has a whole section in it that walks you through what it means to tend your heart. 
Now, Charity learned this um, idea of tending her heart when she went through a traumatic experience, but that experience was so powerful. And when she learned how to deal with lies and replace them with truth, she wanted to pass this on to her four sons. And so she used this storybook to do so. And I am so glad she did. I just love it a lot. And I think that she is doing a great job of helping us teach our own kids to tend their hearts. So I will have the simple three steps um, that she shares today in the show notes. So always be sure to go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast, find this episode's show notes, and you can grab um, links to the book and how you can find and follow Charity, as well as those three steps that you can teach your kids to tend their hearts. But I think everything Charity shares here is so encouraging and inspiring. Can't wait to share her with all of you. So first, I just want to thank you again for being a part of this podcast community. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. If you haven't left one yet, I'd sure love it if you would. You can even hit pause right now, scroll down on your phone, hit those five stars, and you can even leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom Podcast. I read every review. Also, are we friends on Instagram yet? Well, if we're not, please track me down. I'm at Monica Swanson underscore. If you find me there, say hi. I'll say hi back and we'll be friends. Just that easy, right? Okay, guys, I'll have a few final words to say at the end. But without further ado, here's Charity and I talking about tending our hearts, teaching our kids to tend their hearts, and what a difference that can make. I hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Charity, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Hey, Monica, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, you and I know we had some technical difficulties getting on here. (laughs) And I think that might be because we're going to talk about something really important today. So I think someone was wreaking havoc on this conversation. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. But Jesus wins every time. Every time. Well, you're a boy mom, right? I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Yeah. Tell us all about your family, what you do, and then we're going to dive into it for a really good conversation today. Yeah. I am a boy mom of four boys. So I look to you as inspiration. (laughs) You're a person of hope for me. I can make it um, because my boys are still really young. So I have a six-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a 10-month-old. Wow. And so, yeah. (laughs) You're in the thick of it. I am in the thick of it. And so as listeners can probably imagine, that is how I spend the majority of my time. And then um, on the side, I have written a children's book and workbook and I'm just sharing about that as I am able to. Right on. And where are you? And I'm married to, Oh yeah. I am in uh, college station, Texas. I'm also married to a wonderful man. Yes, (laughs) We've been married um, about nine years and he helped us with all this tech stuff. So he's, (laughs) he's awesome. Bless his heart. Thank God for husbands. And kids that know technology on my end here. Yes. Well, so yes. cool. <laughs> well, I love it. And I um, just am really excited after reading through this children's book that you've written. I read it to my 11-year-old Levi. But tell us a little bit about this book and the age range that it's for. Levi's 11, but he, I think he really enjoyed it. So tell us a little bit about this book and how it came to be as well. Yeah. Well, the book is called My Heart's Garden. And Simply put, what it is, it is helping kids understand their true identity in Christ by uprooting the lies of the enemy and replacing those lies with the seeds of God's truth that comes from his word and from hearing his voice. And really, the reason that I wrote this book is because about 10 or 11 years ago, um, I lost my father to suicide. 
And it was a really traumatic, difficult um, event in my life, as I'm sure you can imagine. And just like those listening, I know that everyone has gone through things in their life that have been difficult and traumatic. Mm -hmm. And that left me with a lot of wounds. Mm, Um, And during the whole process of healing and journeying through grieving and healing with the Lord through that process, God in his kindness led me to something called prayer ministry. And it was a ministry through my church and it was awesome. I got to sit down with the facilitator and they led me through these powerful conversations with God. And these conversations helped me heal. They were really pivotal in my healing journey. But what was so incredible was at the end of these sessions, they weren't just like, Hey, okay. You know, like have fun. See you later. If you're doing bad, just like come back in, you know, like we've all probably been in counseling sessions or really, you know, helpful things that our church might offer. And we might leave like feeling like, yes, I'm doing awesome. But, you know, inevitably as we go through our journey of healing, we will come to roadblocks Mm -hmm. and we will come up, you know, again, where we feel grief again, we feel anger again, anxiety, whatever it is we're going through. And really those things are flags for our heart. Like our heart is saying like, oh, I need help here. I need help. And so they taught me at the end of these sessions, a really simple but powerful process called tending your heart. Mm -hmm. And simply what it was, was teaching me to recognize those flags that would come up for me. It was grief, you know, just a feeling of overwhelming grief and sorrow for someone else. It might be anxiety or anger and teaching us to recognize that those are flags. Our heart is saying, I need help. And going, moving through this simple process of just asking God, what lies am I believing about Mm -hmm. myself, about you, maybe about other people? What are those lies? And then Lord, I repent. I I reject those lies in Jesus name. I repent for believing those lies and asking the Lord to give us truth in exchange for those lies, truth that we can find in the word of God or through hearing his voice. And simply doing that process in my heart over and over again. I I do it now all the time, but I did it over and over again in my heart with the Lord when I would have my devotional time with him and it transformed my life. It transformed my thinking. Mm. It wasn't just pivotal in me walking through and overcoming grief, but it was pivotal in me understanding other lies that I had been believing since I was a child, really. Yep. And so we've all, you know, we've all dealt with lies from the enemy, those, those destructive patterns. And so this process was so transformative to me. And so when I started having my own kids, I was like, man, I really want my kids to learn how to do this from a young age, because if they can learn how to do it when they're young, it's going to be so easy for them to identify the lies and get rid of them and not spend years walking around believing them, you know? That's right. That's Um, right. I love it. Yep. And so it was crazy how it happened. Basically, I was nursing my third son in the middle of the night about three years ago. And I was thinking about, wow, I really wish I had this book. I I guess nobody's written it. Man, Mm -hmm. I wish somebody could write it. And then all of a sudden, the words, some of the words that are in this children's book popped into my head, just like lightning. It was crazy. It was like two in the morning. And I was like, Jesus has to be doing something because I don't even know my own name at two in the morning. For all you (laughs) nursing moms out there, you know that feeling. Yeah. So I'm like grabbing my phone, frantically typing notes in there. I'm like, okay, I'm hearing these rhyming phrases. I'm like getting the story. And so that was the, that was the beginning of the book. Wow. Were you able to go back to sleep that night or did that keep you up? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was so tired. (laughs) You 
probably understand. I was totally. so tired. I went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, good job. Well, I was just going to say, I've read a lot of books to my kids over the years, and I haven't come across anything that even touches on this. It's been a need. So I love that you, that God chose you to be the one to write this book. So well done. And then in the meantime, you've had another child. So this was all happening while taking care of little ones, toddlers and babies. Wow. Absolutely. Yep. It wasn't, it wasn't this like beautiful, picturesque process where I was sitting at some gorgeous desk, you know, like writing words. It was like literally me, me and my car stole an hour on a Saturday when my husband was with the kids. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm just coming up with some more words here. Work this out. So yeah, it took, took a couple of years of, of working through it, you know, just those little crack time hours to get it done. <laughs> I love it. You know what? I didn't ask you before we started recording, but any chance you'd read a little bit of it to us? You want to pick a couple pages to read? Oh, yeah. I just sure. love the, the rhyming, oh. the whimsy. It's just so beautifully done. Well, if it's okay, I will read a couple of my favorite yes. pages. Okay. And it's actually towards the end of the book. So maybe that um, will tease people to want to know what happens at the beginning. But basically the character in the story, his name is Zion. And he goes to talk to granny about just these overwhelming feelings of despair and darkness he has. He's believing a lot of lies because he's been hearing um, lies from these bullies that have been speaking lies to him. Mm-hmm. And so um, she introduces him to Father Gardner and Father Gardner represents our perfect Father God. And so Father Gardner teaches Zion how to replace the weeds of lies with seeds of truth so that mm-hmm. his heart's garden can thrive. And so this is what Zion says after he's gone through that process with Far- Father Gardner. Um, he says, Granny, Zion squealed, it doesn't hurt anymore. Father Gardner gave me truth where the lie was before He said I was made in his image and form, chosen and cherished before I was born. Granny, patting the ground surrounding the flower, said your heart full of truth is a source of great power. With the lie gone, your seed can now flourish. Talk with him, read his words to stay nourished. If a lie comes again and your heart feels strange, go to Father Gardner for the beautiful exchange. He'll give truth for the lies, his presence for pain, He's a daddy who loves you, sent his son for your gain. Mm, so good. It really is such a sweet read. And here's the thing that I love. And if anyone's been around me or read Boy Mom, you know that I love to talk about identity and how important it is that we teach our kids who they are in Christ, that we lay such a solid foundation for their identity that when the day comes, because it will, that the world tries to label them, tries to call them names, um, when they face insecurities, all those different things that are a natural part of growing up in this world, that they will have at their core of who they are and understanding that they are God's kids, that they are loved, that they have a purpose, that they have such a solid identity in Christ that it doesn't mean things will will be easy or that they won't feel pain, but that they will know how to deal with things because they have a secure identity. And so I know I have listeners who have dealt with bullying um, with their kids, uh, listeners whose kids struggle with insecurities or self-doubt. And so I would love for you to walk us through how you use the message of this book, which is really about tending to your heart. So dealing with lies, dealing with um, the negative things that come in and replacing them with the truth. Will you, will you talk us through how you might do this with a young child, someone like your son who's six years old, or maybe someone in elementary school age? What does this really look like? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And so one thing I really encourage parents to do. And one thing that I am, I feel like I'm just learning, you know, I'm, I'm in the thick of it. So I'm constantly trying to remind myself of this is to really be on the offensive with our kids. And God Mm -hmm. has entrusted us with guiding our children to him. You know, the great thing is our kids are going to face problems that we don't even know sometimes how to solve Mm -hmm. (laughs) that feel above our pay grade. Mm -hmm. But the incredible thing is if we will lead our children to Jesus in the most difficult moments of our life, he will give them what they need because he has the answer to every problem that we could ever face. And so um, one of the ways that I try to be on the offensive with my kids is really something I actually dive into deeper in the My Heart's Garden workbook. And that's really, I try to look for things that I call flags. And that's how I talk about them with our kids. That's how actually I think about them myself as an adult. But I just think about like, okay, is there something that's making my child sad? mad, disappointed, scared, jealous, or anxious? Or is there a difficult event that they have walked through? And that could be something that, you know, we just easily recognize as a difficult event, like, oh, a move, that's a hard event, you know? Mm -hmm. Or even if a child has been through some kind of an abuse or really significant loss of a grandparent or something like that, you know, those are bigger things. We're like, yeah, that is hard. We want to talk with our children about that. But it might even be something that seems small, but it's Mm -hmm. actually a big deal to our child. Right. And that's where we get to be on the offensive in these little moments in their life so that we're teaching our children in even these small moments that feel big to them, you know, um, how to go through this process. And so this actually happened this spring. Um, And my six-year-old son was playing soccer. He was so excited, loved soccer, favorite thing ever. And literally after the first practice, he um, breaks his arm. (laughs) Classic, classic boy moment. Saw another boy jump off the playground. And so he was like, well, I had to jump off too, you know? And I was just like, oh, why, why, why? And so his landing didn't go so well. (laughs) And so breaks his arm. And so we go to the practice. Cause I'm like, well, soccer's with your feet. Maybe you can do some drills or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Sure. Because he's definitely, you know, the first question is, can I do soccer? Can I do soccer? So we go and the coach is like, Hey, he can do some drills. But when it came to the scrimmage time, he was like, I really don't want him to scrimmage right now. And I was like, understandable. So he comes back to where I'm sitting. He's bawling. He's hysterical. And like, I can't calm him down. We get home and he just keeps saying these like very dramatic statements. And I was like, where's this even coming from? He's like, I'm never playing soccer again. Life Mm. is horrible. Why Mm -hmm. do these things happen to me? And I was like, what in the world? You know, like Mm -hmm. he's had a really great life, actually really great, easy life. I was like, where are these statements coming from? You know? And I was like, wow, that's just the enemy. He's coming into this moment. That's traumatic for him. Mm -hmm. Something he wants, something he like has been looking forward to is being taken away by this like bummer of an event. And even though in my head, I know there's going to be lots of soccer seasons. Like it doesn't matter to him. This is a moment of trauma. It's a moment of big disappointment. And so I'm like, all right, we got to be on the offensive right now. The enemy's already speaking lies. I'm hearing them come out of your mouth. And so I'm like, Hey buddy, like we're going to, 
we're going to just go through this page in the My Heart's Garden workbook. And like, of mm. course, he's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. I'm like, okay, okay. We're just going to, hey, look, your mom wrote this. We have to do this. <laughs> and so we're like, that doesn't make him want to do it anymore. He's like, Rah. so he like sits down and um, I just like start asking him some of these journal prompt questions that I have in the workbook. And I just say, hey, buddy, like what's something that's made you feel sad today at the soccer practice, you know? And he's like, I broke my arm and I can't play. And I'm like, okay, you know, like we need to ask God if he will take away your disappointment and sadness and give you something in return. And he's like, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then grumbling. And I'm like, okay. And I really feel like as parents, this is our opportunity to be filled with faith for our kids. And they might be acting like this is the worst thing in the world, but that's okay. We are showing them how to go to Jesus with these things, even if they Mm -hmm. don't want to, you know? And so it's like, Hey buddy, I know this is hard, but I want you to pray this with me. Like, Jesus, I give you my disappointment. And this is all lined out in the workbook, like this process I'm talking about. Jesus, I give you my disappointment. I give you my sadness. What do you have for me in exchange? And so he's kind of like mumbling that. I'm like, is this really happening? I don't know. But I always, when I have my kids ask Jesus questions, I always ask Jesus the same questions because Mm -hmm. I'm like, they're learning how to hear from him. They don't know the word of God like I do, you know? And so I'm like, I'm going to also like ask, God, what he has for them. And so he was really quiet after he asked God that question. And I was like, okay, well, Hey buddy, I feel like that, you know, God is saying that he has peace for you right now in this moment. And he goes, no mom, that's not what God is saying. I was like, Oh, great. Tell me. Right. What is he saying? saying? And he was like, God said that he has joy for me. And I was like, that's awesome, buddy. And so he was like, he was in kindergarten last year. And so he wrote joy. There's a little spot in the workbook where you get to put what God gives you in a treasure chest to remember like that what God speaks to us is his treasure to our hearts. And so in, I have a little picture of it in the treasure box, he wrote joy, but the J is like backwards because he's learning how to write. And it was (laughs) the best thing in the world. And then he just like walked away from his desk and I could just tell his like step was lighter, you know, Mm -hmm. like his Mm -hmm. countenance was changed. Mm -hmm. And, and even though that season looked a little different than he thought, um, he actually was able to go on and play later. His pediatrician let him, which is great. But, you know, like, even though that, that looked different than he thought he was able to learn how to do that. And it was so cool, you know, just to see him receive from the Lord at such a young age. Totally. Get rid of those lies. Yes. Bringing it before the Lord and asking him to show you what are these lies and then sitting and quietly waiting, but then replacing it, which I think is so key. We talk Mm -hmm. about taking our thoughts captive, but then we want to replace those lies with truth. And so I just think you've done a great job. And what I love is you said, um, you mentioned the workbook. So we've got two books. We've got the My Heart's Garden book and the workbook. In the book, though, you also walk us through the steps, right? You give a lot yes. of really helpful information. Yes. So yeah. If, if, you, if you get the picture book, the whole process is in the back. I've um, written it all down as a guide for parents, grandparents, mentors, anybody that's reading the book. If you want to do it in your own time with God, I actually have adults that are telling me that this process is changing their life, you know? Right. 
I love it. Well, I thought maybe we could walk through. So let's just say, because you mentioned anger a couple of times, and that is something I hear from a lot of listeners. So before we wrap up, let's do a practice. Let's do a sample. Um, for somebody who has a child who's maybe just generally gets angry a lot, would yeah. you say to necessarily wait for a moment to come up? Or would you say they could just sit down with their child and bring this up in a neutral moment? How would you recommend walking through this? If it's like a recurring problem, like it's angry a lot. Right. Walk us through it. Yeah. I think bringing it up in a neutral setting is actually ideal. Um, because (laughs) when, when those flight or flight, fight or flight, (laughs) (laughs) um, cortisol levels get going, it's, Uh It'd be hard to have a productive conversation. And so I would just bring it up in a neutral setting and the workbook is a great place. Or even if you just have the book, there's questions in the back. You can ask your child. You can just, you know, you don't have to have the workbook You can get out a notebook and pencil and just say like, Hey, like, let's think about a time that you felt angry this week or today, you know, and like, you just give them a moment, you know, to think about a time. And most likely they'll, you know, if this is an ongoing issue, they'll like bring something up. And I would just start there, have them draw a picture, have them write down, you know, or just tell you like, Mm -hmm. what was that moment? And then start going through that process. And, and really in that time where they're, you know, more peaceful and neutral, you can just start explaining to them like, Hey, when you're feeling mad, when you're feeling angry, that's a flag in your heart. The flag is waving. It's saying, help, help. I need help. And so we're going to go to God and we're going to learn how to get help when we're feeling Mm. angry and find out what's going on. And Mm. you can even just like normalize the experience. I think Mm -hmm. that's always helpful as a parent by saying like, hey, you know what? I've felt angry before. I felt angry yesterday, you know, Um, but this is where it's really important for you to be doing this process with God too. say, but I went to God and I realized that I was feeling angry because of this. I was believing this lie and I repented. I said, God, I'm sorry for that. And I asked him what he had for me and he had peace for my heart. And I got that from him and I want that from you. And so that can even help in those conversations, just like, normalizing it. Like, Hey, we all struggle with things as humans. I've struggled with things as your parent. Um, but I have learned to go to God and you get to learn how to go to God, um, with those hard things. And you're going to receive something great in exchange. He's going to help you. I love that. Now, if they don't, you know, when you're just getting started on this again, assuming some moms want to give this a try and hopefully they'll be able to get the book and walk through it with the book. But Let's say for the quiet kid, the kid that doesn't, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't hear anything from God. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that just on the outset, there's so much grace for this process. Like, I just want to like instill faith in your heart that God loves your kids so much. There's so many times when I've been in these vulnerable moments with my kids where I've been like panicking internally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But it's like, when I lead them to Jesus, I always see good fruit come. It might not be in the moment, but I will see it down the road. And so I first want to encourage you in the offset that God wants to speak to your kids. And the cool thing is, is that our children's hearts are so much more pure than ours. They have so many less like layers and filters and like, just like misconceptions that they're like filtering through. And so we can really build confidence in our kids that like you can hear from God. And so I would just quietly in your heart, ask God the same um, question, give some time. If your child's like, I'm not hearing anything, whatever, just be like, Hey, that's okay. Just, just normalize that. We don't yeah. always hear, okay. you know, from yeah. God immediately. That's fine. 
just normalize mm-hmm. it. Be like, hey, that's okay. Man, I, I feel like God is saying, like you're saying, he has peace for you. What do you think about that? You know? And, and just like, Hey, my son, <laughs> I told him what I thought God was hearing. And then he was like, no, mom, you're wrong. Right. So you never well, that's know. kind of I, ideal. I love also it. <laughs> her spot. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. And then I always encourage people like maybe you as a parent are new in your journey of hearing God's voice for yourself. And that might feel scary and that's mm-hmm. okay too. I want to normalize yes. that too. Yes. Um, And I want you to know that the amazing thing is, is that wherever you're at, wherever your child is at, the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. We can always have a word from God by going to his word. And so even if you're like, I I don't, I don't, my kid doesn't know what they're doing, saying or feeling. I don't know what they're saying or feeling. I would just encourage you go to the word of God. Even if you don't have an applicable scripture verse that's coming to mind, that's fine. Just Google it real quick. (laughs) Or you can go to the back of my book. I have um, scriptures that are back there. Um, And you can just say like, okay, hey, this is a good verse, you know? (laughs) So maybe even before you go to your child, if you're planning to sit down and do this for the first time, you might have a verse or two on hand and ready. And, you know, if you don't know scriptures off the top of your head, that's a good thing to turn to the back of the book grab a verse or two, and then you're kind of prepared to offer that to your child too. Yes. Yes. And I have not broken up by categories in the back of the picture book, some Mm -hmm. good ones for different situations. And -hmm. then I also have scripture verses all throughout the workbook. There's like tons of them. Um, and any of them are really good to grab. And it might be something where you're like, okay, this is how I can be on the offense of my child. I'm going through this process with them, but also I'm going to pick a verse for them to memorize. Or if they're a little bit older, be like, Hey, like, let's pick a verse from these three. We'll do it together as a family, you know? Mm -hmm, And like, mm -hmm. let's just like practice this verse. It might be a verse about, you know, anger. It might be a verse about peace. It might be a verse just memorizing the fruit of the spirit. That's something, honestly, I'm already having my three-year-old recite the fruit of the spirit with me Wow! because man, he needs it. (laughs) Yeah, And he can do it. He can do it. Our kids, they learn this stuff. It's harder for us to learn the memory verses, honestly, than them, but (laughs) it is. I want to say though, I know this book is written written for kids. You said probably about four to 10 year olds is the target audience for your book. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's right. But, but it, it really is uh, this process. What we're talking about is really something that is, is a mature believer would walk through this. Like, I think this is something we all need every single day. So I think if we can incorporate this into our daily routine as adults, then the younger you teach your kids as teenagers, I can tell you right now, I've had three of them and what an important process for them to recognize lies because, oh my goodness, if there's ever a time that kids are going to hear lies coming from the enemy, uh, you know, whether it's through other people or just in their own head and quiet, um, they're, teenage years are really, really important to have this process down. So I just appreciate that you really made it so simple. It's like a children's book, but truly this is a mature process that we all need for the rest of our lives. So I love it. And I'm just really Mm -hmm. glad you did it. Thank you. Yeah, it was so fun. A sweet reader reached out to me on Instagram of all places. And she was like, I've been reading this book with my eight-year-old. But then she said she's also been reading it with her two teenage kids Mm -hmm. and her grandma. And Mm. she was like, they were all crying. Like, they just all, like, it's just like changing their lives, you know? And I was like, yes, like really, like the kingdom of God is so simple that like a child can receive it. And it's actually like, we have to be like children to receive it. And so- I I do encourage everyone to read the book because 
story has a way with sticking with us, you know, like it does It's a lot easier for me to remember things. If it's in a story form, then it is like some, you know, list of how to do things. So yes, absolutely. Everybody. Definitely. (laughs) Well, if people want to order the book and find you tell everyone where they can track you down and the book. Yeah. Um, you can find My Heart's Garden and the My Heart's Garden workbook on Amazon. And Amazon is the only place that has the workbook. Um, but if you're interested in buying the book somewhere else besides Amazon, you can go to Target.com, Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Also, a lot of other random places if you Google it. <laughs> Um, and then I am at charityrios.com and I am on Instagram. This is a little bit different, but I'm on Instagram at clarity with charity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is my main social media platform. You can find me on Facebook as charity Rios author, but it might look kind of sad and vacant, vacant over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You can't be everywhere. I like it. I can <laughs> I can't be everywhere. My kids are everywhere, so I can't be right, everywhere. So exactly. really Instagram is the sure. best place. Well, well, we'll link to all those places in show notes. And just, yeah. I'm really excited about this. So thank you, Charity, so yes. much. Thanks so much, Monica. It was a blast. All right. Take care. God bless. All right, friends, thanks so much for being here and being a part of this conversation. I hope you enjoyed and were encouraged and inspired and definitely go over to show notes. You can find those three steps to teach your kid to tend their hearts and also links to Charity's book, workbook, and where you can follow her. So appreciate you being here. We've got so much ahead this fall. I'm just excited. I want to tell you everything, but I'm going to keep it to myself and let you discover it one week at a time. Thanks for spreading the word about the Boy Mom Podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.